Hello everybody, welcome to the Chenzor Dynasty here on twitch.tv slash jchenzor. My name is James Chen, your host of the Chenzor Dynasty, and we are here with another episode of the Chen Reaction. You know, by the way, whenever I type on Twitter, you know, I type the pun, we're living the stream, right? Uh, you know, it's a pun like we're living the dream, we're living the stream. But actually, it's kind of like a dual meaning as well because you could also read it as we're living the stream, right? So like we're going live. It's kind of why I decided to go with that little moniker on my tweets every time uh, the stream goes live. We're, we're living the stream, we're living the stream. It's like a it's like a visual word pun instead of a verbal, instead of an audio word pun. It's actually a visual word pun, which I am obviously amazing because I can do puns everywhere. Uh, what's up, Nightmare James? Yeah, I'm going to do a beginner's lounge later on. Uh, which I put a poll up on Twitter for whether it to be Grand Blue Fantasy Versus or Undernight and Birth uh, EXE Late CLR. So if you want to vote on one of those two, you can check out my Twitter, at jchenzor, uh, on Twitter as well. By the way, uh, before I get started and everything, I also got myself brand new 86 shirts. I'm really happy. This one is a biking shirt, as you can see. This is this is the, the bay from Guilty Gear. Yeah, check out that biking shirt. I love these designs that they have for these shirts. I love the elaborate designs that 86 has it over there. So um, it's really nice. But yeah, Viking is the bay. So, oh, nice. You were wearing that yesterday. Good stuff, John Cabana. Yeah, so I got a bunch of new shirts. So I'll be wearing those on stream during the course of the week, etc., etc. So. Hmm. I just said, etc., etc. No. Man, I'll tell you something. When I was um, editing my last first attack, I don't say it as much in these conversations like this, but oh, thank you, Instant Riot, for the, for the resub here. You've been subscribed for four months. Thank you so much, sirs. Thank you so much. Uh, but when I was editing that first attack, I spent the whole time going, you know, here was this, right? And we would come and do this, right? And then, and then this, right? And then, and I was like, oh my god, I hate myself. So I, I actually physically went and edited out a bunch of the right, right? I just like cut it because I was, it drove me nuts. I've got to figure out a way to stop that. Cause it's such a, it's bad. It's 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 bad. It's bad. So I'm gonna try my best to cut out, etc., etc., as well. So, anyways, let's talk about this topic. I've been rambling for too long. For those of you guys who want to hear about the topic and everything like that, uh, there's a couple of things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about a couple of tweets. Both of them kind of falling uh, into the same. Um, the same category, I guess you can call it. Uh, let me get this link to this tweet here. Uh, actually, I could probably right-click, open a new tab, open a new tab. No, no, I guess I can't do that. Uh, okay. All right, well, in any case, let's just get this tweet on the stream over here, uh, let you know about this. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Infected Jazz, but I mean, that's just something I got to be better about in general as a commentator. Uh, that's just part of uh, getting better at the job and everything like that. So anyway, here's this tweet that was put up on Twitter today. And uh, I know some people have had stuff uh, problematic with it, that they're not necessarily a fan of the tweet and stuff. But here we go. So A3Religion on Twitter says... 
Street Fighter V Season 1, exciting, FGC, nerf everything, SF5 Season 2, little less exciting, FGC, nerf, Season 5, season, Street Fighter V Season 3, neutered, FGC, stale, SFE, CE, goes nuts, FGC, I love it, right, and then uh, DBFZ Season 1, exciting, FGC, nerf, DBFZ Season 2, neutered, FGC, stale, DBFC Season 3, Frothing, FGC, I need this, Patterns, and then, of course, the, uh, you know, animated GIF that has to go along with everything here at this point in time. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. Let's get you the whole thing there. And, you know, uh, I wanted to talk about this a little bit. I wanted to respond to it on Twitter, but you know what? I figured I'd respond to it here instead, just, you know, because then I could just talk about it a little bit more easy and everything like that. Um, so let's talk about this tweet here a little bit. I know some people have issues with it just based off of the opinions on the seasons. Uh, some people are kind of, uh, you know, saying like Street Fighter V Season 1 wasn't actually very good at all. You know, uh, etc. Oh gosh, I almost did it again. Man, I need to figure out this. I gotta stop this. Ah, you know, people were talking about how I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Um, basically, you know what? What a lot of people were disagreeing with on the tweet was just the assessment of the seasons necessarily. Like Street Fighter Five Season One wasn't that exciting in the end. You know that wasn't very good. It, oh. <laughs> Whoa! I almost did it again. Well, at least I'm kind of being aware of it now. But the main message from from the from this tweet, okay? Let's let's ignore the the whole concept of let's ignore what they said about the seasons necessarily uh, in terms of rating the quality uh, of the of the games during the course of the season. Obviously, that's not the main point. The main point that 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 uh, A3 Religion I think is trying to make is that games that are crazier are a lot more fun and people enjoy it, right? So, you know, when things are strong and people get upset and they cry for nerfs and then when the devs listen to it and they nerf things and then after they nerf a bunch of things, it actually turns out making the game kind of stale. And then, after that, you know, uh, once you make a game kind of go a little bit more nuts, then there you go. People seem to be a lot happier with the game. And with that comment, I do agree a lot with. I really do enjoy it when fighting games get crazier. Uh, I was watching Commander Jesse and Danny Pham play these long sets of Dalsam versus Zangief. And this sucks for Zangief, obviously, because it was a bad fight made worse. But Dalsam's V-Skill 2 Fireball was just causing so much havoc to Danny Pham, Zangief. And I, at one point in time, I just screamed, I love it, this is so awesome. And, I, and then I looked at Danny Pham, and I, like, and, I meet, and I say this as a Zangief player, and I have total sympathies that this fight sucks. But I just love the fact that things are just crazier and wilder, you know? Uh, I do enjoy that factor in fighting games. I like it when, when things that you've never seen before can happen constantly. Like, you're always amazed by what the hell just even happened? What is going on? Or new situations, new interactions. And 
other such things. <laughs> Man. If you're wondering why I'm pausing and going and laughing at myself, I'm trying my best to excise certain words from my discourse right now. So I'm trying to make sure I don't say a certain phrase that I'm obsessed with these days. Um, so, you know, I really do like that. And with Dragon Ball Fighters in season three, if they made it so the set play is a little harder with the with the uh, snapback meta being gone, and with the different combination of sis allowing for people to set up crazier teams, I do think that's good. Now, obviously, the snapback meta also you know made the game very dangerous, and you know it was hard to survive. And by removing that, you might actually make the game a little slower paced. Uh, obviously, they've added the new X-Factor mechanic in there, the comeback factor. Uh, what is it called? Like limited potential, unlimited potential or something uh, of that nature. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see once the game comes out. The patch is coming out very, 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 very soon. So we'll see how the game changes in terms of the flow and the pace. But overall, I do agree. The crazier a game gets the better it usually is and the more fun it is to play because when there's just more ability for just different things to happen and you know it's the beauty of fighting games right if you just oh well, that was the one word that i didn't there was another word that i didn't want to use it's the beauty of fighting games the more you put into the game the more interactions that can be created on the spot and improvised and the more wackiness that ensues typically results in a stronger game overall. Even something like MVC2, you know, as broken as that game might have been balance-wise, there's something about it that at least all the characters who are top tier were wild enough and varied enough that it created a really fun meta regardless, you know? Uh, obviously, if one character is super broken and dominates the game and makes everything boring because you only see that character, that's a problem. But in the case of MVC2, as unbalanced as that game was, there were at least four or five teams that were all good enough to fight each other to create the madness that would come up from it. It was one of the reasons why I loved playing Melee so goddamn much when that game was out. Obviously, like I said, I played free-for-all, four players, time-based, not stock. So I've never gotten good at the one-on-one -on -one strategy. Uh, but when I played Melee with my friends in college and, and, and such, we had such an amazing time playing that game because just different stuff just kept happening that we would have never seen before. Just, just the most hilarious things would keep happening. And a lot of times that's kind of what generates the enjoyment factor from a lot of people from fighting games is just having something completely crazy happen, wacky happen and having people laugh about it. You know, so when your game is a little too stale, I guess I want to say that yes, it is definitely a problem. And one of the ways that games do get that way, and you do see this happen a lot, is, is through nerfing. You definitely see a lot of uh, developers keep nerfing a game so that the, you know, the things that are too powerful, you take them away, and then it's just not as fun anymore. And you know, it's one of the reasons why I'm super excited about Street Fighter V Season 5. Because the characters that were super good in Season 4, like a Rashid, you know, like Akuma, 
they weren't even nerfed all that bad. A lot of people feel like Rashid got stronger with the V-Skill 2. A lot of people keep saying he's still number one and everything. But when you look at the change list across the board, he got nerfed pretty significantly. But, you know, the fact that nerfing him that significantly makes it so that he's still potentially really strong, I think is a great thing. I love V-Skill 2 because, it's again, it's another one of those factors that just adds into the craziness. It adds into the wildness. And for Dragon Ball Fighters. By having three different assists for all of the characters that you can put into the game, this means that Dragon Ball is now entering that territory where I don't think the developers can know everything that's going to happen. And that is beauty of fighting games. If I've, I've said this before. If you create a fighting game and everything is known... If we know everything about the game already, right from the get-go, it's not a good game. It's it's not a good fighting game, right? You have to have the fighting game be able to have crazy interactions and, and you know, just wild stuff, having scrambles, those kind of things. And the more crazy a game gets, and the more unknown, even from the developer standpoint, of what can happen in the game, usually that equals a better thing. And, you know, that's why I get mad when people are like, oh, look at this broken thing, didn't they even test this? It's like... You know what? Like, you gotta let a fighting game breathe. You gotta let it live a lot of the times. And so, you know, with something like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, people are talking about maybe, you know, we need to nerf Fairy or we need to nerf Gran or we need to nerf Catalina. Uh, I don't feel like that might be the right way to go. Maybe there's a way to nerf it so that Gran just can't boot everybody all day. And maybe, I don't know, limit Fairy's install super because that thing is kind of ridiculous. Uh, but the point is that instead of nerfing them, we should buff a lot of the other characters, right? Because the weakness of a lot of those characters, like a Loane, uh, is that Loane doesn't beat you by doing anything really crazy unique that someone like Gran can't do most of, right? Maybe Yggdrasil, but Yggdrasil is very easily avoided once you get used to it. That's the big giant anime girl uh, that, you know, was the free win button when you didn't know how to fight it. Uh, once you learn how to fight it, it's actually not that good. Human Pyramid actually turns out to be much better. But in any case, like I really do hope that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus doesn't get to the point where they just nerf Fairy into oblivion, nerf Grand Catalina into an oblivion. And I do feel like they have to obey the lore a little bit. Gung-Ho might be a little bit less gung-ho about having characters live in a different kind of power space in a different franchise of their game, right? And a different uh, genre of their of their universe. It could just be one of those things where because Gran and Catalina are the main characters of Gran Blue, that they kind of want them to be strong as well. Loane is kind of the joke character of the series, or one of the joke characters of the series, so he's not going to be particularly strong. So there may be a little bit of a lore factor in there. But regardless, I don't want to see characters get nerfed to the ground. Like, if Gran, Blue, if Gran and Catalina and most of these characters can still keep doing like the, the silly long, long combos they can do, they just do a little less damage maybe just make the boot not as crazy you know uh, uh almost did it again i've been doing really well almost said it uh you know if they were able to do a bunch of those kind of things um and then buff a bunch of the other characters to make them a little bit stronger i think that would be really cool and for dragon ball fighters as i was mentioning earlier by opening up the ability to combine all these different assists there's no way they've tested every combination 
you know, they, 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 they're QA playtesters, whatever, you know, there's no way they've tested every combination. Someone is going to find something that they didn't intend that has some sort of weird synergy that people, that wasn't obvious on paper, but someone just finds the synergy and then it works great. And, and everybody's like, what the heck is happening here? And again, I think that's fantastic. I think that's the way fighting games should be played. I think, you know, the players should decide what what is crazy, you know, and 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 give them as much room to go as crazy as possible. So I think that that's really uh I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that and I hope that that's where it goes. Uh the thing is some characters sometimes can't even be buffed. They are just flawed. Look at Jiren. So Eli Hendricks, one of the hardest things for me is that I'm not familiar with how Jiren plays. I can't really uh, say. Now, of course, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, so Dragon Smoke says you need some degeneracy for fun's sake. 17 Hit says degenerate strategies are what we, what we like, you know, kind of things. Yeah, yeah, we want some craziness. BB Tag is another one of those games that's just full of crazy, and that's one of the biggest appeals of that game. But obviously there is a, an extent, right? There's a limit. You can't make it too crazy. Otherwise, it's just wild and random, and or someone is too powerful, and it just doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that the game is crazy, but in a way that's enjoyable, in a way that's fun in a way that allows people to be creative but doesn't end up creating one meta that destroys everybody in kind of a boring way you know when that kind of stuff happens yes then you nerf it right if something is as i've said in all my first attack episodes if a strategy is too strong and it's legit actually too strong. Like, if you're a beginner and you're playing fighting games and you're losing, and you're like, what can you do to the strategy? The strategy is too good. It's so broken. Like, if it's not being used by everyone and beating everybody, then it's not that dominant of a strategy. It's really just not that dominant of a strategy, right? But if it does get to the point where everybody's using it, and it's beating almost everybody, Yan Lee, you know, um, then it definitely needs a nerf, right? It definitely needs a nerf at that point in time. So it's not that you don't nerf and only buff, but you nerf the things that are clearly overpowered and you buff a lot of the other stuff. And that's kind of what, what you want to go. Uh, yeah, I just answered that uh, just inherently, Tiago Fala. Uh, basically, you do need to nerf. Because obviously, if something is too strong, so let's say if there's one tactic that's too strong, clearly from one character, okay? Let's just make it up, okay? Let's just say uh, someone finds something with Ed, and now Ed kills everybody in Street Fighter V, and is clearly too good, right? Do you buff everybody else to the level of Ed? No, then you're buffing 39, 30, you're buffing 41 characters, or however many characters there are in the game now. That's too much goddamn work. That is too much work. If you could nerf that one thing to keep it fun, but not obviously broken and dominating, it's going to be that much easier to do, right? Because as you buff up the other 39, 41 characters, whatever, uh, 
to match that one character, you're going to accidentally overbuff one of them, and then they're going to be the problem, and then you buff everybody else to match them, and then they become the problem, and then one another character becomes a problem, etc., etc. Who? Hmm. And then every then then that <laughs> that character becomes a problem, and then you can't balance the game that way, right? You have to balance by taking whatever's a little too powerful, nerfing it down, and then buffing up the other stuff. But it's got to be a balancing act. You got to do both sides of the equation. It, and again, just like it is with playing fighting games, same thing with balancing fighting games. There's no one answer. You really got to take it on a case by case basis, right? Sometimes there's just some things that are just so powerful that you can't that you just can't buff everybody else to match it to make the game work at all right like the de climax says um nerf making something more fun is fulgur's meter rework and ki making him actually have to care about managing that resource uh, JGP Pro says Core A Gaming pointing to a creative nerf in Street Fighter 4 with FADC cancel from Shoryuken in the nerf buff video. But yeah, the game is more fun as long as your character has something. Buddha yeah. uh, Bure, uh, and again, thank you, Buddha Bure. Um, just letting you know that uh, I am getting a new chair now, uh, so I'm excited about that. Uh, he says uh, in competitive games, devs often forget that fun is king if you optimize for competition it's super easy to make and to make everything dull yeah and, and the interesting thing too is that i'm not saying you need to purposely make low tier characters but sometimes when you have a character that has a tactic that's clearly very strong a lot of the enjoyment actually comes from learning how to beat that tactic and finally you know overcoming that kind of thing like something like cable right cables obviously super broken in mvc2 i mean he clearly has one tactic that makes half the cast completely unviable like he just eliminates half the cast he's not even the best character necessarily and uh you know because people have found ways to fight it and to defeat it and uh in fact you know obviously magneto storm and sentinel are stronger characters than cable is now but people enjoyed learning how to fight that if you can design a character and they have like one really stupid broken tactic but then they're weak in a lot of other areas that you know they can obviously lose really easily regardless i think that's a great way to do it i think that's a great way to that is an interesting way to balance a character which is why i don't mind characters like g in street fighter 5 yeah, he absolutely robs you, and he's one of the biggest robbery characters ever. He's got a command grab that leads into the big combo. So basically, you're stuck in a mix-up. You either get hit by a meaty, or you get caught by a command grab that leads to practically the same path, practically the same damage, practically the same stun, and everything sucks. And that's really annoying, but then G also has pretty bad defense, you know, and it works out. It works out. So, again, you know, the idea is to keep everything fun, and, and, and you know, you don't have to... Um, you don't have to nerf everything just because people are complaining about it. And that brings me to the video from the No Frills podcast uh, with Yipes and Chris Matrix. They had to kill Sage uh, on the show just recently. And let me see if I can find the... Uh, let me see if I can find the quote here. Uh, I can probably just do a search for... No frills, uh, no frills podcast. Uh, here we go. So uh, I'm gonna play this. 
you guys let me know if you can hear this or not. It might actually be a little loud, so I'm going to turn down the volume a little bit, but it might end up being too quiet. Let me know if you guys can hear this. Dragon Ball was cool because no matter what was in the game, they were just like, nah, this year you're going to have to hold that. Yeah. That that actually was like the my favorite thing about Season 2. Um, but that's not the case for every game. Um, the reason, so one of the main reasons why I don't like complaining, why I didn't complain about GT that much on social media, was watching how the NRS community interacts on Twitter. Oh, God. It is actually, and like, you guys are cool. Like, I really like you guys, but uh, if I was a beginner reading your Twitters, I was like, I watch the tournament and I go on your Twitters, I would not play your game. Yo. I would oh, not play your man. game. Preach, bro. Like, that's just the truth. You guys complain about every good character, and then, like, then you complain about the game being boring. So, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. And, you know, that's all part and parcel of what we're talking about, right? You complain about everything that's too powerful, it all gets nerfed, and then, you're, then you complain about the fact that your game is boring. And a lot of that is true. Oh, actually, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. One thing I want to do is... Well, here, look. Follow No Frills Podcast on Twitter, okay? Uh, at N-O-F-R-I-L-L-Z Podcast. No Frills Podcast, all one word. That's uh, Yipes and Chris Matrix interviewing a lot of people in the community. Um, they, I mean, in, in this really wonderful studio that Yipes has and everything. So it seems like a, a really, really, it's, it's such a nice setup that they have and a great show. Uh, absolutely give them a follow and listen to their stuff. Like I said, they're talking about, uh, they're talking with the Kill Sage this week. So uh, uh, let's see. Ultra David said something similar about ta- about talking about MK11 on his Twitter. I know Katana Prime is also doing all he can to not say much about the game in Twitter. Uh, Grinning Oni says I played MK11 a fair bit, but man, the community was definitely not enjoyable company to be associated with. So it's interesting because I've talked to David about this myself because a couple of times that you know I I, I was on uh, I was talking to him about it and I was like, is the game in a bad state right now? You know, is the game in a bad state? Because um, all I see are, on Twitter are people are complaining about, one, anti-airs being too strong, like down ones being too strong as anti-air, and also seeing people complain about how nobody can stop jump three or jump four. You know, it's, it's, it's this weird, like, hey, anti-airs are too strong. Oh, my God, jump attacks are too strong. And I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube as well. Thank you for that, Master J-Man. Definitely uh, do that. Uh, And it's not the casual heavy games that are like that 17 hits because a lot of times it's the tournament-going players uh, in in our scene that are actually complaining about it and talking about that kind of thing. You know, a lot of times you do complain about uh, stuff. And it's why I've always said that when you balance a game... Oh, shout-outs to Demo's Thorn. Thank you for the subscription demo storm. And now at 243, I'm seven away from my 250 goal, which means I'm just going to have to up the goal for July now. But thank you guys again for all the gift subs and the subscriptions uh, during the course of this time. Uh, isn't, is that what happened when AA jabs were all nerfed in Street Fighter V? Kind of, but to be honest with you, I mean, it was never the AA jabs that were a problem. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout outs to Don Teal for the subscription <laughs> as well. All right, so we're at 2497.6%. That's not a percentage. That's a radio station. Thank you guys very much. Appreciate it so much. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? 
Suck my nuts, Demo's Thorn, and suck my nuts, Don Teal. There, I forgot to add that in there. So, um, the thing about it is, uh, you know, obviously with characters like Predator, obviously with characters like Alien, they were a little too strong early on. And again, the anti-air jab still exists, like Eli Hendrick says, but a lot of that comes from the fact that the hurt boxes are a little too low. And a lot of times, people are just equating it to them hitting jump attacks too early or too late and getting jabbed out of the air. And they're going, this is too good! And they don't realize it was because they mistimed their jump attack. It happens a lot. That That is an example that comes up a lot. I've seen replays like, how did my thing not hit him? It's just because the game has the animation of the fist still out, but it only has two active frames and a bunch Bunch of them out there aren't actually true. Hey, shout outs to Gundam Jahudi Kai for two more subs. Look at this. Uh, suck my nuts, Gundam Jahudi Kai for the gift subs. Uh, suck my nuts to Buddha Bure and Jawarbul. So, um, wow, I thought I thought Buddha Bure and Jawarbul were already subs on here. Anyways, thank you. I'm at two four. I'm at ninety eight percent now. I'm at ninety eight percent. So. But, uh, you know, that is actually why I really enjoy the Street Fighter V balance, to be honest with you. I think they've done a really good job. They didn't nerf a lot of characters in Season 5. I really feel like whoever's in charge of the battle design for Street Fighter V right now is actually some of the best guys out there. I really feel like they've done a great job not over-nerfing a lot of the strong characters and uh, making a lot of the weaker characters more fun. Obviously, some characters still need more improvements, like Alex and Ryu and uh and uh you know some characters it seems like they're a little scared to make them super good uh but they're obviously better they're not bad they're definitely they can win now and they could definitely compete a lot more so that's good that's good um but uh i mean dalsam at this point in time now all of a sudden arturo's talking about how strong dalsam is right he's like oh my god he's so strong and v skill too might actually be really good <laughs> oh man Yes, that is, I agree 100% with that DE Climax. That's basically where I stand, is that the team balancing Street Fighter V now really strongly understands how the game is actually played by competent players. But back to what the Kill Sage said, you know, what he said is, is, is spot on, right? Like, that's absolutely uh, true. You know, if, if you're going to just complain about everything that's super strong all the time, and I know that sounds really hypocritical too, because I spend a lot of time complaining on Twitter about my characters, and uh, and, and in what I'm playing, I kind of cry and whine about it a lot and everything like that. I'm going to drop this so you guys can see Cathead. Uh, again, that's just my nature. Uh, I, I get frustrated a lot, but, you know, I definitely tried to clarify the fact later on that, you know, I'm just being salty, etc. Oh, no, I'm just being salty, you know, and, and, and frustrated because that's just how fighting game players are. I'm emotional. I definitely always try to make sure I clarify later on after I think about it a little bit more. So, uh, that's kind of the goal, uh, is to, you know, if you do have the salty reaction, just make sure you clarify it later on that a lot of it is just salt. That's all. That's all. So, oof. Oh, happy cat. Happy cat with the ear scratch. Why do cats like their ears scratched so much? And their gums. They like their gums scratched so much. Oof. Um, couldn't other players use the same logic that they're salty, thus it would never change? Uh, I mean, even, 
Yeah, yeah, they could. They could. Because, I mean, even when I get frustrated, I, I, I always acknowledge that, you know, like, for example, I, I, I play Lucia on, on Street Fighter V. Do I think she's top tier? No. Do I think she's great? Uh, no. Do I think she can win and she's good? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I always preface that. Whenever I talk about Lucia and why, and why I think she needs buffs and how I would buff her, I always preface it with, now, I think she's really good and she only needs like one small tweak and then she'd be competitive. So I always do try to at least put in perspective where my standpoint is coming from. But, I mean, if you're just complaining about something and just in this completely illogical way, right? Because for a lot of people, it gets to that point where it's like completely illogical. that They're just mad about something and just almost a little illogically mad at it. And that's a problem, right? If you can also, if you do want to be mad about something, offer counter solutions, offer ways to fix it that's logical. Don't be like, give T-Hawk a gun, right? I mean, because that's literally the buff that a lot of people always want for their characters. They're like, this is how I would change the character. Make it so that, you know, this is now more invincible. This has better frames and you can get more damage on combos. And, and you don't realize that, you know, you would make the character broken, right? Like for me, if I wanted to buff Lucia, right, I would do one of like five things, right? One, make her crouching medium kick reach a little farther. Probably not, might make her too strong. Uh, make her standing medium kick reach a little farther. That might be one of the more fair ones. Uh, another one is to, oh, I'm not going to do that, uh, make flipper shot faster, like the starting f part of flipper shot faster, so she can throw fireballs quicker. Uh, so like if she lands a V reversal, she can throw a flipper shot and not have the enemy hold up forward and kick me in the head and kill me uh, because it takes so long. Um, and it would just be really cool to have her flipper shot uh, buffed a little bit. And then the last one would be just make her have a slightly faster and shorter ranged jump so that if you do crouching medium kick into light burn kick at max range that you could jump and still get a cross up because at that range you end up jumping over people. Oh, we've got a level one hype train going. Woo, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> she's a cop and she, she, she's a cop so she does get a gun. Oh, the other, the other one uh, as well, the fifth buff that I would consider giving her uh, was to make it so that the, um, this one's a tough one. I'm not sure how to make this work properly because you need all three versions of the burn kick right now, but I would like a version of the burn kick that's actually a true block string. Because the problem is with characters like Guile and potentially Honda, they can just react to the burn kick every time you cancel it and stop you because they have uh, their charge characters. That much easier to react with charge characters. I played uh, V for Charlie in Utah, and he would just wait to see the burn kick and flash kick me 100% of the time. So uh, I could never cancel crouching medium kick. I even used fake buttons and stuff like that, and it didn't affect him. So if there was a way to get it so that she had a uh, true block string, uh, the medium kick burn kick, has some purposes you know it's leaves are plus two on hit uh, if counter hit she gets combos afterwards maybe you can do the same thing with that and have it be so that it just doesn't combo off of the crouching medium kick um, I'm sorry that it doesn't um, that it's not a true block string I should say you know so it, that could be used as the frame trap or something but you know that's kind of where I'm standing for but see those are five buffs to Lucia and I would only give her one of those I would not give her all five of those things right a lot of times when people are complaining about stuff they would here's all the buffs here's every buff everything here's this problem here's this problem here's this characters are supposed to be designed with a weakness 
right? Characters are supposed to have a weakness. So if there's one area they have trouble with, good, leave them that way. That's what makes the character interesting. So if you are going to be frustrated with things that happen in the game, just make sure you approach it and, and, and you're going to complain about it so on social media. Just make sure you do it logically. I'm not saying don't complain. I'm not saying, hey, don't say that this thing is overpowered because, you know, things are overpowered. That's that's a legit Complain, but when you do it, don't do it in such a way that it's like everything is terrible. You have to do this and da 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 da. And oh god, this is completely unstoppable. Like you know, be logical about it. Be logical about it, and also understand that if you see other people playing and they're not losing to the same things that you're losing to, then that means that it's probably not a problem and that you are the problem, right? Only reason why I can kind of complain about Lucia right now is because we don't see Lucia anywhere. We literally don't see her, and I think she's the least played character in tournaments so far. Uh, she was, it was her and Honda that were missing from the entire top 128 of EVO Japan. Shout out to Fat Cat 321. Suck my nuts, Fat Cat 321. Uh, and, um, you know, she was, it was her and Honda, but everyone's clearly starting to understand that Honda's kind of good right now. Uh, so uh, Lucia is not being played a lot because I really do think she's kind of weak. She is she bottom five? She could potentially be bottom five, but again, that's how good, well balanced this this game is. That uh, bottom five means you're still super good because Ryu might still be bottom five. You know, Vega might be bottom five, but they're all really good now. <laughs> like literally, Problem X said Vega might be top ten. So you know, that's it's crazy. It's crazy. So. Uh, we're at 246, Gundam Jehudikai. We're at 246. Well, I'm four away from the goals. That's pretty crazy. But let's go ahead and uh, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and call this uh, for the end of the Chen reaction. We've been going for quite some time. However, I will be going to the title screen. We'll come back for Ask J. Chenzo where I will answer all sorts of questions from people from the chat. So if you're watching this on YouTube, check that out. It's going to be called Chen Reaction. This number here, part two, I think that we're on 12. I think this is going to be 9.12. So you'll see 9.12.2 will be the next version where I answer a bunch of the user questions in the chat so guys uh, don't go anywhere if you are here on twitch and on YouTube go check that video out make sure you like and subscribe give me a thumbs up down there uh, you let me know who you think might be potentially bottom five in Street Fighter 5 right now because I bet you we're gonna get a whole bunch of different answers so if you watch this make sure you try to you know put in who you think is one of one person that you think is bottom five and we'll probably get a whole gamut of characters because I'm really curious to see how that's gonna go uh, but thanks guys for watching and tuning in and everything so again for you guys on Twitch make sure you stick around but like subscribe on YouTube and if you're here on Twitch follow uh, sub etc make sure you follow or subscribe bits donations gift subs and all that stuff okay i'll talk to you guys later peace oh. hello everybody Welcome back to twitch.tv slash jchenzor, a.k.a. the Chenzor Dynasty. I am your host, James Chen, also you know, known as jchenzor, although nobody calls me that anymore. And we are here for Ask J. Chenzor, where you can talk about a little bit about uh, what we talked about earlier on the Chen reaction about, um, you know, 
making games fun by having them be crazy uh, as opposed to nerfing everything all the time and just listening to people complaining all the time about fighting games. Uh, but we've been talking about a lot of fun things here. Uh, let's see here. What questions do we have? If you want to put down at Jay Chenzor in the chat to talk uh, and ask me questions, um, that, uh, just make sure you put at Jay Chenzor in the chat or do the highlighted message thing with the new channel points that Twitch has implemented in there. So we have a use for the channel points. If you spend some channel points, to talk to me here, then I will definitely make sure that I answer that question. So uh, let's get some questions. Uh, so Violet Everly asks, where did you get that biking shirt? Yes, uh, I just got this from 86.com. Uh, love their shirt designs. It's a beautiful color scheme too. I love the blue and the pink. I think it worked out really well. Like if this was just biking on a black shirt, I wouldn't have liked it as much. But the fact that it's on the blue, I think is really nice. It's at 86.com. You can uh, go there by using tinyurl.com slash 86jchenzor. If you use that, and I, will use, and I will type that into the chat below over here so you can see that on the side over here, the, the, the URL over there. Although it is line breaking, sorry about that. But if you do... Go to that site and purchase a shirt. Use this link. It is my affiliate link, and I will make parts of the profits. I will earn a little bit of the profits as well for these shirts. I just got a bunch of new shirts, uh, including the, the Eno shirt that you see down here on my banners over here. So if you just wait for a second, you'll see the Eno shirt pop up. Okay, it's Patreon first, and Eno shirt? Nope, not yet. Uh, Eno shirt. Eno shirt right here, including that shirt right there. I'm excited about that. So there you go. Uh, if you want to grab some shirts from 86.com, they've got a lot of great stuff. I even got a Mega Man shirt from them that I can't wait to wear as well. Yeah, so I'm going to wear that as well. But um, you're going to teach me Uniclair, asks Man of Peerless Might. I mean, if it wins the poll for the beginner lobby coming up next, then I will definitely be trying to teach you Uniclair. Uh, best Ultra David Volva moment. <laughs> you know, I almost made a Volva joke. And then David started making all of them, so I was like, all right, you know what? He's, he's, he's got it handled. He's got it handled. So um, uh, I really almost made one. So, uh, God, it's terrible. It was terrible. Um, let me see. Uh, how are you liking Londrekia in Uniclair? I actually don't know anything about Londrekia so far. <laughs> I just know that Londrekia is full of ice. Uh, when I first started watching Londrekia... I thought it was a guy, and then I realized that Londrakia might be a girl, and I'm still not 100% sure right now. But just based, I, I think it's a girl, right? Is Londrakia a girl? I'm not even 100% sure. Um, uh, definitely a guy, huh? Londrakia is a guy. Okay, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, very, you know, uh, Ken is, oh, Ken is bottom five. Huh? Okay, so Londrakia is a guy. Oh, that's a made a part of his story, huh? Yeah, they got heels. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Okay. Uh, well, how much time should a game have to breathe? DBFZ, for example, has promised only one major rebalance per year. Is that a problem when you end up with characters like GT Goku dominating for an entire season? Uh, no, I don't think that's too much of a problem, Nutacon. I think that's actually kind of uh, a good way to do. Six months is not actually that long in the grand scheme of things. So, 
if you are, uh, if you, uh, six months is a good amount of time to let breathe. I really feel like everybody should balance their games a little bit after Evo just to see what the dominating strategy at Evo was. Plus, the other thing is if you balance it a little bit too quickly, one, you lose players because it's hard for them to keep track of all the changes. And two, you know, they could be practicing for Evo and they're like, oh my gosh, I love GT Goku because they legit love GT Goku, Goku as a character and they're playing him and they're like, okay, he's a little strong, but you know, I really enjoy this character. And then they nerf him to oblivion and all this practice that they had just basically goes for naught, right? It's kind of a frustrating situation. Um, uh, Eli Hendricks thinks that Ken is bottom five. Uh, David was even just saying on commentary that he feels like Ken is much better now. Much, much better. So, um, so Speedwagon33 says, um, let's pretend they're making a Mega Man fighting game. What robot master would you main if it had to be one of them? That is a crazy question because I'm not sure. There's so many robot masters. Could I definite? Can I definitively say which one I'd want to play? Man, it's like Mega Man One. I'm a fan of Iceman. Mega uh, maybe, but I mean they're all cool. Fireman, yeah. I've always loved Fire uh, Fireman as well. <laughs> Shout out to Master J Man for the continued subscription. Woo! Uh, Airman, I mean, he's actually kind of bottom tier. Airman's kind of like an idiot, right? Uh, I've never played the Dead Rising games, no. Uh, Proto Man, um, Pharaoh Man, he'd be super good. Um, except his power was never quite like what Mega Man does with it, which was kind of broken. Uh, Quick Man, huh? So I see a lot of early Mega Man fans here. Pharaoh Man, of course, for Mega Man 4. And um, uh, uh, what was the one I saw... Quick Man, someone mentioned Quick Man, right? Oh no, someone mentioned Gemini Man. Gemini Man, that's 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 from three. Always thought Alec Man would be cool. He's from one. Again, I'm a big Mega Man fan. The original Mega Man, so uh, I'm actually pretty good. I've always told that story uh, that Justin called me out of nowhere one time. He's like, I'm in a video game trivia contest. Help me, do you know the answer? I think you know the answer to this question. I was like, what's the question? And he was like, uh, what are the three characters from the Mega Man series that if you defeat them, you get time-stopping powers? And I was like, oh, this guy, this guy, and this guy, and I gave him the answer right away. So, always wonder if everybody else, how, who else could answer the question as quickly as I could? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Yamato Man, <laughs> Mega Man 6. Uh, bottom five is like Dalsam, Ryu, Nash, Fang, and someone else. See, Fang isn't even bad. Fang isn't even bad in this season. Fang is really good, in my opinion. Uh, I did like Mega Man 11. I thought Mega Man 11 was very, very good. I'm still waiting to see if anybody in the chat knows who the Mega Man time-stopping guys are. I'm still waiting for that. See if anybody can actually name those characters for me. Jury is definitely not bottom five. Whoa, that is crazy. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying, DE Climax. That makes sense. Uh, well, in any case, nobody's answering the question, so I will answer. It was uh, Flash Man, Bright Man, and Centaur Man. So those were the three characters that had the time-stopping powers right away. So, um, Goichi put out a Grand Blue versus Tier, but I still hear people say it's too early for one. How long should a game be out to get an accurate opinion when it comes out to a tier list? 
you know, you can release tier lists anytime you want. Tier lists are opinions no matter what, right? And it's just your opinion of what's happening with it, with the game at the moment. It's like t- tier lists reflect a period of time. And that's fine. So if they if people want to release tier lists early on, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think people are like, eh, it's too early for tier lists. Whatever. Talking about that kind of stuff is one of the funnest things about fighting games, right? I mean, people do this all the time, right? I mean, what does everybody sit there and do, right? They sit there and watch Sports Center before the football season starts, and these guys are sitting around the table going, this team is going to be really strong this year because they acquired this player and they signed this, and, you know, with this new coach that they have here, I'm sure they're going to take this. Oh, well, you know, they're already putting out a tier list of the football teams before they've played a single damn game, but people love talking about it. It's so fun. Like, it's fun to talk about that kind of thing and i think it's great i think i think having that kind of discussion is healthy i don't see anything wrong with it it's just people can't i don't want them to take tier list as gospel it's just everybody has an opinion about it and i think that's fun to talk about uh give us your top 10 the character you really want in street fighter 6 uh i mean i would definitely want sodom in there because i feel really bad that he hasn't come back uh, at all is the only character yet uh, from the Alpha series. Obviously, because Sodom's not... Uh, uh, for that reason, I might want character like... Ah, God, see, I can barely want to put characters like 12 and, and Remy and stuff in there because I still hate those characters. I still really don't like the character design of most of the Street Fighter Three series characters. Um, I would like to see a bunch of new characters as well, uh, but Sodom is definitely one. Maki would be cool. Uh... At some point, uh, to be honest, a, a type of tier list I want to see is more people talking ring characters with play styles. Who is the best uh, zoner? Who is the best rushdown character? Etc. Etc. Yeah, that'd be interesting. If I Mega Man Three question, what is the purpose of the dock for dock robots? Uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they just wanted to make it seem like, oh, look, Dr. Wily still can try to recreate these old ones, but, you know, he's going to put the person out. Honestly, you know, I feel like that they were just trying to make it so that there was more content for the game, but they didn't have to animate all the different Mega Man characters. They didn't have to create sprites and, and, and stuff like that for, for those characters. They could just put them all in a dock robot with one frozen, you know, picture of them and then just make the dock robot move around and everything like that. It's kind of a way to have you fight the old bosses again, but save a little bit on memory, uh, which was a lot harder back then. Uh, Again, I know a lot of people love Mega Man 3 out there. A lot of people say it's their favorite Mega Man. Uh, For me, out of the original six on the regular Nintendo, it's actually probably my second to least favorite. I really did not like Mega Man 3. I really did not like the dock robot stages. I actually didn't even like fighting the dock robots. I just, because like, it just, it, you couldn't, like, it just, I don't know. It just wasn't fun to me. There was just a lot of parts of it that wasn't fun to me. What are the actual odds of CVS3 to exist? Probably very, 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 very low. Because at, at the time CVS2 came out, SNK was basically, like, they just couldn't get anything going. Like, nobody cared about SNK. And um, it was such a niche. SNK stuff was such a niche. People cared, obviously, and people played it. But the size of SNK fans compared to Capcom, so it actually helped SNK a little bit. Uh, I don't think that that necessarily would be the case this time. I think SNK doesn't have any reason to do something with Capcom. And I heard SNK and Capcom don't have the greatest relationship right now. Um, 
I never want to see 12 come back to Street Fighter. If 12 never came back, I would be so happy. 12 is probably in my bottom five list of like worst Street Fighter characters ever created, uh, along with potentially Ingrid and uh, maybe even a couple, like maybe Necro as well, maybe Remy. I, like I said, I really don't like most of the Street Fighter 3 cast, so... Um, uh, again, if you want to ask me a question, make sure you... Dude, they made another stretchy guy? Really? Come on. They made another stretchy guy with drills? Come on, dude. It's like you couldn't have been any less... Like, just put freaking Dalsum in the game, you know? If Necro and Dalsum were ever in the same game, we have two stretchy characters now? Oh, God. What a waste of a slot. Jesus. Let's just make another Dalsum. Anyways, um... If CBS3 did happen, should they put in role canceling as a feature in it? Uh, if they figured out a way to do it kind of interestingly, but no, no, you don't need to put role canceling in there. It's too, it's too obtuse of a mechanic. It's, 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 it's not an obvious, like it's not, unless it was just literally this groove has all special moves invincible for the first three frames or something like that. Maybe you can do something like that. But for the most part, I wouldn't put it back in. Do I think Seth is the last Street Fighter V character? I I don't think... I don't personally believe it, and I really hope he's not. Even though I don't think the game needs new characters, but obviously new characters continue to breathe life into the game, so it wouldn't hurt to have that character uh, in there. <laughs> uh, see the reason why I don't like the third strike cast I've talked about this is because they weren't fighters they were freaks right like what is Necro right oh no well, what is Necro like Necro was just some crazy experiment and then you know like Urian like Urian was weird and I don't know it's just all these characters were really weird but my favorite characters from Street Fighter 3 series were like Makoto Dudley Ibuki because like Makoto was the real Shotokan karate fighter. Uh, Dudley is actually a boxer, which is super cool. Finally, not Balrog, which was kind of lame. Uh, Ibuki is a ninja, so she fights like a ninja. But then we got freak of experimental nature, and then weird one-armed old kind of slimy like booger man. And, you know, I just, ah, I didn't like, see, that's why I even liked Armika more than anything, because she was a Japanese wrestler, and that existed. Like, I like having Street Fighter be the different kind of fighting style versus each other. I'm not I'm not a fan of like all the crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, and the funny thing is a lot of people actually talk about Blanca and Dalsum being freaks. Guess who my two least favorite characters in Street Fighter 2 are? Blanca and Dalsum. <laughs> I've never liked Blanca and Dalsum as characters before. Um, yeah, Q, like freaking what the hell is Q, dude? I don't even know what the heck is going on with Q. Um, so yeah, uh, I've always liked, like, actual characters that fight and, 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 and have, you know, like, techniques and styles and stuff, so, <sighs> anyways, um, Q, I've only started to learn to appreciate a little bit more because I've known David for so long, so I've become a little more sympathetic towards Q. Uh, what would I do in the Kami in Street Fighter V to make her a fun play as? I would make her more ST-like. I would make her the sprightly grappler that she used to be. You know, a character who's actually pretty weak, but has this overpowered throw move that 
kind of made her interesting. You know, it, it, she actually, she I played her in ST, I realize now, because I played her like she was a grappler. I've always been a grappler player. I love Zangief, and I, I only realize now that when I play Cammy, I play her largely like a grappler, right? You use the hooligan throw as a way to get people to be less aware of stuff, and then uh, you make them forget about the hooligan throw, and then you can catch them off guard. Uh, are you ready for Street Fighter Six in 2021, or would you rather release another season for Street Fighter Five? Uh, I don't believe Street Fighter 6 is coming out in 2021. I have no faith in that at all whatsoever. Everybody says that because, oh, the person's not coming back the next year for Pro Tour or whatever. They could be changing the format. It could be anything, right? Oh, Street Fighter looks like Seth and, 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 and Gil are the last... I, you know, I don't care. I, I don't think it's the last year. I just don't think it's the last year, and I wouldn't want it to be the last year because Street Fighter Five is in a good position, and if this is the last year, then they're wasting that again, just like they did for Ultra Street Fighter Four. Ultra Street Fighter Four could have easily gone another year, and if they want to release Street Fighter Six in 2021, release it in 2022. Bake it another year. <laughs> Bake it another year, baby, because, like, uh, we saw what happened when Street Fighter 5 won Street Fighter 5 season 1 came out okay give it a little more time I would rather not have Street Fighter 5 uh, Street Fighter 6 in 2021 in fact I hope to all hopes that Street Fighter 6 is not coming out in 2021 uh, where did I get those sweet Street Fighter plus Darkstalkers posters uh, you can find them at focusattack.com they are uh, udon uh, Udon covers basically. Uh, you can see the they have the Udon logo on this one. You don't see the Udon. Yeah, they're Udon from their Dark Soccer's versus Street Fighter car uh, series, and uh, they made these covers which are parodies of famous movie posters with Street Fighter and Dark Soccer's characters. They were great when I saw them. I was like, I want them to be the background of the Tuesday show, and I got them, and there they are. So, uh, Ex Axe Kick has no height restriction, but it doesn't hit overhead, so that's fine. Uh, would dive kicks with no height restriction in Street Fighter V be broken? No, not really. I don't think that they would be that broken, depending on the character. If you design a character to have really, really crappy footsies and give them a, an instant dive kick, they would be fine. Uh, will you want every? Uh, you would you will you want an ST1 characters in Street Fighter VI? Would I ever want ST1? What is ST1? Unless you're just talking about Super Turbo. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, you know, dude, I love these posters. These posters are amazing. You can only see three of them, but uh, four of them. But if you see them on the Tuesday show, you'll see the other one over here, which is the Requo and Laura poster over here, which is really, really cool. Um, right, exactly, DE Climax. You can definitely design moves that way. It's a lot slower on startup. Doesn't really get combos off of it very easily. Oh, Street Fighter 1 characters street fighter one characters yeah actually i wouldn't mind seeing some of them come back like uh geki you know it'd be funny to bring geki back i'm always uh, like uh in alpha three uh cody was supposed to be joe but then after a while they're like nobody knows who the hell joe is so they switched him into cody that's why he was designed to be in the prison outfit that's why you know the wall looked like the street fighter one title screen in the alpha three background but then they just changed it all into a cody thing and made up that weird storyline that cody decided to fight everybody and they put him in jail and it was just kind of a rework of of them intentionally 
at first initially trying to put Joe into the game, but I don't know if Joe would be boring to put in the game. Like I don't know if that would be exciting at all. So Eagle would be cool. That's why I love Street Fighter V, what they did with Cody. Not only did they kind of get rid of that whole jail, like they took him away from that jail storyline, but not only that, but they also made him just like ridiculously hot. And I think that is so, I love that. I love the fact that they turned Cody into like super eye candy and he's just like, oh, he's so suave and, you know, he's just like super handsome now. I love it. I love it. I think it's so cool. Uh, what guest character would you like most in Street Fighter V from any franchise? I had thought about that a while because I think someone had asked me this question before. My answer to that actually would have been uh, maybe putting in Jin from Tekken, but making him like Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Make him actually be the guy who threw the little fireballs that kind of stood in place. Or maybe even put Kairi from EX uh, in there who has a very similar kind of fireball thing. It would just be an interesting uh, alternate mechanic to have and just to see how it worked. Um, what is more enjoyable to play, MK11 or Injustice 2? I think I liked MK11 better just because it was more neutral footsie based. Uh, I really did enjoy MK11. Injustice 2 was... I don't know, Injustice 2 was fun too, uh, as well. I just didn't play it as much. I never got to play it as much. Uh, but I really enjoyed both of the games. They're really fun. What's up, Catalyst? Uh, wow, I'm at 246 now. I'm four away. And that's right, I wanted to talk about that. Um, I wanted to talk about that a little bit as well. I'm 246 away from the goal. I said at 250 I would buy a new chair, but I had one uh, very, very generous uh, person on stream donate to me you know, a, a, a very gracious amount of money uh, to buy a new chair. And then I got to 241 subs and I said, let's do it. Let's just get the new chair now. So I bought a new chair uh, today. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have it yet. Uh, it'll arrive later on this week. Um, uh, someone asked me what the name of the chair was. I don't think the chair is going to be available like on a national level. Uh, the store that I bought it from is, uh, maybe you can order it online from Trader Boys, uh, but the, 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 there's a store out here in Culver City, in Santa Monica area, I should say, called Trader Boys. Actually, I think it is more Los Angeles, Culver City. It's somewhere in that area. It's called Trader Boys. They're a family-owned business that has existed since like 1940. The guy that I was talking to said that it was his grandfather who opened up the store. Uh, all their parts, everything that they use to make all the chair are, is right here in Southern California. They have lifetime warranties for all their chairs. And so uh, they're a really, really good company. And, you know, they even said that since everything is made here, like if an arm breaks off, you can just buy a new arm and then just put it on there. They'll, they'll be willing to sell you that arm. If the cushion ever goes bad, you know, that counts as something that would be covered under the warranty that you could probably try to get replaced or something to that extent. You know, it's it's a really nice place, but um, the, I, I wanted a chair with a mesh, net mesh seat. Uh, the ones that they had, uh, I didn't like as much as the chair that I did get. 
Uh, the chair that I did get has a vinyl cushion that's very good, and the guy told me that nobody who's ever gotten the chair has ever had any problems with the vinyl going flat or anything, that it's always, you know, they, it's, a, it's a special cushion designed to, to always maintain its, its form and shape and, and softness. But the back is mesh, but not only is the back mesh netting mesh, uh, but so is a lumbar support. Like the back literally is like this, and then there's a lumbar support mesh right here. And it's so comfortable. Like I, it's just like leaning on it. It's super comfortable. Uh, the arms are a little bit like kind of vinyl as well. They're really nice. And there's a good headrest back there as well. So I'll be able to put my head my head back on it and uh, sit back comfortably if I need to. Uh, it's got plenty of space on the front that I can sit cross-legged on it if I want to because I like sitting cross-legged on chairs sometimes. Some of the netted ones that I did try out over there, like they taper off in the front so you can't really sit cross-legged very well on them so it's actually really nice I'm really happy with the chair it was a very expensive chair but you know it's one of those things that I figured I'll invest a lot of money into thanks to all the gift subs all the donations and everything like that and uh, that way I can make sure I take care of myself I think that's just it's too important not to especially since I basically sit in this chair for like eight to ten hours a day these days uh, just streaming and editing and streaming and editing and streaming and editing and it's very 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 tired so it's it's kind of nice so <laughs> unbox it to the sound of Ningen Isu I don't even know what Ningen Isu is so uh, Cork City Ireland yeah it's a little far it's a little far uh, I don't think it's a uh, real leather no it's not leather it's not a leather chair I, I if it was actual leather I might have not actually bought it because I think I would have felt uncomfortable having the real leather on there. Ah, oh, Japanese heavy metal bench. Hey, Nutsack16, how very appropriate that you have subscribed. Suck my nuts, Nutsack. Su suck my nuts, nut my sack? No, that sounds really bad. Anyways, suck my nuts, Nutsack. Thank you very much. Um... <laughs> The SFX roster has to be more than 16 fighters. That launch was unforgivable. I don't agree with that, Richard Ford. I think people are asking for too much. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, in the fifth season of Street Fighter V, we have 40 characters. That's so many characters. We have so many characters. Like, let, let the game grow organically. If you put too many characters in at the beginning, it becomes too intimidating and people, people won't play it. I actually don't think 16 is a bad number of characters to start with at all. Most fighting games don't have that many characters to start with, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but yes, if, if there can be 16 characters with very different game plans, which is not what Season 1 was like, but if Season 1 had 16 characters that all played very differently like the latest Street Fighter V characters, it would have been fantastic. I would have been fine with it. Like, I like the fact that Grand Blue has 11 characters right now. It's much easier to learn. It's much easier to get into. I don't have to learn, like, 17 different character setups and everything like that. It's, it's kind of nice to be honest with you. Uh, having a good character variety is obviously a great thing, and most people want that out of their fighting games, but I think people are overstating the importance of having more than 16 characters. I think 16 is a great starting number. I mean, Street Fighter 2 came out with four. There were four characters, and after, you know, five versions of it, it ended with 16. Right? It ended with 17 characters, one of which was banned from everything. It ended up with the same amount that Street Fighter V started with. And yet, Super Turbo is one of the greatest fighting games of all time. 
Um, do you think the original 16 played different enough now? Or is it because of balance of the new characters? I think the original 16 uh, still have less variety than some of the other characters. And it's interesting because some of them just haven't gotten really much stronger. Like Nash's might still be a little weak. But, uh, you know, they've definitely done things. They've gotten better. But, uh, I mean, characters like Cammy still exist, which is just an un unforgivably boring character uh, that basically does nothing except dive kick. Like, dive kick is her whole entire deviance from the Street Fighter V norm, and that always makes me sad. Um, so, really, uh, Season 1 characters are still a little bit weak on the variety side, but obviously characters like Rashid exist, and Rashid is super cool. Dalsam Zangief are very, very cool as well. I think Ken and Mika, like I used to think Ken and Mika were the same character in season one, but now Ken and Mika are very different from each other. Um, so I feel like they've done a better job with the season one characters. Fong obviously doesn't play like anybody either. So I feel like they did, uh, Laura is very interesting now. It, yeah. So I feel like they've done a good job. I feel like they did a good job with that. So. Okay. Uh... Street Fighter 4 Arcade, when it first came out, I believe was 16 characters as well. I believe it was 16 characters as well. There was eight um, of the, the original eight returned. Uh, and then the original bosses returned, and there were four brand new characters. I believe that's all there was, was 16 characters. So. Was there 12? No. I think it was 16 because, um, like, Balrog and Sagat and all those guys were in it, right? The original eight, the four original bosses, and then the four brand new characters, I believe that was 16. Uh, why is Nash weak? Nash is just weak because, um, I don't know. I don't know if he's even as weak as everybody keeps saying that he is. I don't know if he's actually that weak, but... Uh, usually just what happens in Street Fighter V, the difference between being strong and weak is having a good robbery V-trigger, having some good buttons, and then also just being able to have good Oki situations. Um, and I don't think Nash, like his V-triggers aren't very good. His V-triggers are, 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 are both kind of, you know, uh, I mean, uh, both kind of not interesting, so... What do you think KOF needs to do to stick with Americans? It's pretty big in other places, but not so much here. I mean, I think if they just make the game with good net code, I think that would go a long way, to be honest with you. One of the reasons why people didn't play 14 because the net code was bad. People didn't play 13 because the net code was bad. Every time you come up with a bad net code game in America, like people don't like really playing it all that much, right? Uh, we're in a different time now that games like Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, even with not awesome netcode, uh, people will still play it. So that actually benefits KOF 15. But if they came out with really, really good netcode, rollback netcode, Code Mystics netcode, and the game was super playable online from the get-go, it'll be super successful in America. I think it'll be very, very successful. Um, I do think Ryu is still pretty weak as well. But yeah, netcode is something that's really, really important. So... Charlie is one of the most interesting characters in the series. You think so? <laughs> I think you and I just have very different tastes on interesting characters, Richard Ford. <laughs> uh, with a controller in mind. Uh, I mean, it, it, it kind of is, isn't it? I mean, KOF has always been a four-button game, so it kind of works that way. 
Uh, has anyone been keeping up with the Topanga League? I have not. Strive needs to have good net code. Yes, uh, I agree with that. Uh, what current fighting games do you think are the least dependent on frame data and more dependent on the heart? Uh, number one is Samurai Showdown. Number two is Grand Blue Fantasy Versus right now. Although Grand Blue Fantasy Versus frame data is important because there are some things that are plus. The things that are plus are very rare. And there's a lot of things that are negative in our, the enemy's turn now. But it's so universal and most things are that. That uh, you can really learn on the fly. You could really just play it on the fly and you just figure out like, oh, after this move, if they hit a button, I'd just better block. And you, you just kind of get used to that, right? So a lot of characters put themselves in that situation. NBC, uh, yeah, Guilty Gear aren't very frame data heavy. Those games aren't particularly frame data heavy, mostly because they have target combos and jump cancels and so many ways to keep yourself safe on block anyway. If you ever put yourself next to somebody and have to worry about turns in MVC or in Guilty Gear, you are playing the game absolutely wrong. There's something the matter with what you're doing because uh, it just so very rarely happens. Uh, SF5, MK11, Tekken 7 are all math class. Um, uh, I just wish they stopped killing him. <laughs> oh, man. If, if I play Vasaraga, you need some frame data knowledge, period. Yeah, I mean, I guess. It's not even frame data that you need to learn. It's just that if you block something, you know that it's his turn because he has this big windy startup on it. It's not like this button just happens to be plus because it's crouching strong because it's Karen. And then this button's plus because it's standing strong because it's Cammy. And, you know, this button's plus one because it's Colleen and it's crouching medium kick even though everybody else's crouching medium kick is negative. You know, it's not like that. It's, it's clearly you see Vasaraga going, pow, and then you're negative, and then he gets to attack first, and you're like, well, that makes sense because it's a really slow move, and it looks powerful, and I go into this different kind of block stun. So it's, 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 it's a very different kind of thing. It's a very different kind of thing. Uh, Strive with good netcode could be their error parent to Street Fighter V, yeah, for sure. Dragon Ball doesn't really require frame data knowledge, except, yeah, it doesn't really. Just when you get a vanish block, you know it's not your turn at this point in time. What's my favorite stage in the series? Ken's Crossover Cruise and Alpha 2 for me? Ooh, I don't... You guys are asking me tough questions here. Tough questions. KOF is always that one game I really wish I had more time to get into. Do you have a specific game that you don't play now that you really want to spend more time on? Uh, all of them? Um, I mean, I'm not playing Tekken right now. I want to play more Tekken. Uh, one game that I regret never actually becoming even remotely competent in uh, is MVC2. I always wish I knew how to play MVC2, to be honest with you, because I can't play that game worth crap. Like, even if you threw MSP in my hands or, or MSS or, you know, Santhrax or whatever, I would literally not have any idea what I'm doing. Like, I know nothing about MVC2 play-wise. Like, I watch it and I know what to expect, but if you told me to go and sit down and do it, I would not be able to do any of it, so... Uh, well, it's 5.40 right now, so I've been babbling for a really long time. So let's go ahead and call this uh, Ask Jay Chenzor now. So I'm going to go stop the Ask Jay Chenzor. I'll just a answer a few more of these lingering questions, and then we'll play online. Let's take a look at my poll real quick and find out where we're at. If 
I go to the poll, if I do a beginner lobby, which game would you want to have played? It looks like Uniclair is the Claire winner uh, at 57% versus 43%. So we will be playing some Undernight in Birth uh, on stream after this. So there you go. Uh, there was a poll on Twitter. I put the poll on Twitter. So uh, I guess I'll be playing that. Uh, when I start it up, it will look like Unist because that's just how it works on the PS4, but it will cl clearly be Uniclair. So uh, keep that, uh, keep, be ready for that. But thanks guys for tuning in for the Ask Jay Chenzor section today uh, on February 24th for uh, just, you know, hanging out, asking me questions, and I like chatting with you guys. I love having a good time. I love interacting with you guys. Shout-outs to everybody in the chat. Uh, Richard Ford, Neo Cable, Eli Hendricks, Greeting Oni, Texman, Catalyst, uh, Nuticon, Darth Pro Man, Man of Peerless Might, uh, Neo, C oh, I already said Neo Cable, uh, V-Sav, Dyer, oh, D-R, Dyer, Dyer, V-Sav, Dyer, what's up, Dyer, uh, Speedwagon, uh, KLB, Yoshi for the win. This time I'm going to say it on purpose, etc., etc. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, if you guys enjoy the content, uh, I mean, I'm four subs away from getting 250. Do we want to hit 250 for this, for this particular stream? Can I say that I got 250 for my chair? That I got, that I also purchased today, and then we can start with a new goal, uh, potentially on Tuesday or Wednesday, or shall I wait till maybe later on while I'm doing that stream to find out if we get there? So, uh, but if you are a fan, uh, definitely thank you for the subscriptions, the gift subs, and uh, bits donations, and any other way that you have contributed to my stream, and uh, on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. Um, who would you want in Street Fighter 6? Let me know who you would like to see in Street Fighter 6 if it had to be a guest character from another franchise, okay? I'm going to limit it to that. If you wanted a guest character from another franchise, who do you want to see in Street Fighter 6? Leave a comment below. Like and subscribe. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and I will see you guys next time here on Ask Jay Chenzor slash The Chen Reaction. Peace out.